you are all gonna be so you are all gonna be so Well, we are joined here today again by Zach. And I guess I'll say again. I'm not really sure. Well, yeah, it'll be again by the time this goes up. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. So, all right. So, off to a good start. We're joined by Zach, and it is me, Josh, uh, and no one else is here yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, skeleton yeah. crew. I like that yeah. you're saying we. And yeah, it, we. It's, just, it's you. It's just me. The royal yeah. we. No, the, George, the George Center we. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we, you know, I guess have to start this episode on a somber tone and, uh, hats off, well, we don't have hats on, but hats off to Matthew Perry. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. I was kind of thinking about that kind of era of Matthew Perry. I feel like he's always like a metric for me. I have this kind of ongoing thing I think I've mentioned on the pod where I've said things like, I don't think Christian Bale is a good actor. Like, unless he can give me a Matthew Perry-style romantic comedy, I don't believe him. Like, you know, it's like he's he showed me, yes, he can do the brooding guy. He can, like, lose a lot of weight. That's, like, very, yeah. you know, that that's amazing. You know, and, like, I, I've not seen him do comedy in the style that Matthew Perry could. Um, you know, so so that's always my metric of good acting was Matthew Perry um, style romantic comedy, you know? So you don't think that Christian Bale's a good actor. You're, you think he's good at sticking to a diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for that, I give him lots of credit because I can't, I can't, um, I wouldn't be able to do what he did in uh, the, 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 the machinist. I was like the mechanic. Yeah. I think that's a, well, then uh, he did it again in rescue Dawn where he lost, I don't want to say more weight, but a similar amount of weight. And he did American Psycho and the Batman movies between them. Yeah. He also went the other way, which I think at like his age or our relative ages would be a lot easier where he just gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So, I mean, for that and yeah, it's like, I'm not going to be like, he's a bad actor, Um, but he's just not as good as Matthew Perry was. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, it's like for him to truly be, I'm trying to think of like who could do that. And I know there's so many examples, but, but I have just woken up. I'm thinking of just like a guy that can comfortably do as disturbing of role as, you know, Christian Bale can do. Mm -hmm. Plus you could just be like, that guy is a dad or like a divorced dad who has to get back in the dating realm and i don't know yeah. if i can believe christian bale is that but maybe that's typecasting and he's just been like rip roaring ready to go on these type yeah. of roles where he can be like sama hayek's like husband or ex-husband or something you know so now we're talking fools rush in yeah well, yeah. well i mean that i wanted to actually bring it back to matthew perry uh because he is the, you know he is the one unfortunately that passed away but yeah do you do you feel like i mean i know on the you know, no disrespect to him, but were do you feel like you were uh, a fan of Matthew Perry when you were younger? Yes. Yeah, he was yeah. my favorite on Friends. Um, yeah. I always liked Chandler. Um, and then I loved him in the whole nine yards. Like whole nine I think yards he's is so good, phenomenal. In that. Yeah, he's so funny. 
Because yeah. it's it's Chandler again, but it's much darker. <laughs> so it's fun to get like a dark version of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was all in on like the Chandler type. You know, like I, I yeah. mean, I think like I, I'm I've never been, I'm not like saying this for points or anything. I've never been like the biggest friends fan. And I don't even think as a kid, but it's not like it's easy a show to watch like and yeah. I, I don't even mean that in like a, it's just kind of is what it is yeah you know? it's mass and, produced it's mcdonald's yeah, yeah. mcdonald's is pretty cool sometimes <laughs> and you know but like when i'm looking at like this kind of era for him that unfortunately wasn't really long enough honestly the fact that he like hasn't done a film since 2009 17 again you know with yeah. zach efron is and he's like, only in the beginning and end of that because oh, he, yeah, he's Zach Efron for the rest of the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I know he kind of had like his demons and things like that. So yeah. you know, whatever he was working with, but this, like, this kind of era of you know, he also did the kid, uh, which I, I mean, yeah, he's in some, but no, he's he's kind of like cameo in that. But really, a whole nine yards, three to tango. Bulls rush in. Um, I think almost heroes. I remember liking. I you know I'm not going to be like that means it's a good movie <laughs> per se, but also I think we know the realm we're talking about. You know, yeah. I think we talked about that on like our last episode where it's like the scale of things you're talking about, the Saul yeah. scale. So yeah. on the you know the Matthew Perry or like romantic comedy scale, the guy like killed it. You know, yeah, amazing dude. So yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I only remember Almost Heroes as Chris Farley's last movie, and I could not tell you anything that happens in it, other yeah. than they're like it's Lewis and Clark esque. Uh, that's it. I don't I don't recall anything about that movie. You know, it's crazy though. It's like uh, it's a Christopher Guest movie. That makes it even weirder. That yeah, and it's like <laughs> and it's like the only thing most people kind of talk about it is like how it's like. Not like the best way for Chris Farley to have gone out, but it's like even if you look at like Christopher Guest films around that time frame, like there's no reason that shouldn't be. <laughs> so I mean, I you know I'm not gonna say I I'm I don't believe people when they're saying this, but like I almost want to revisit it. I'm pretty sure I'll be wrong, but the fact that this came out like right around the time of. Uh, you know, waiting for Guffman and best and it's yeah. in between waiting for Guffman and best for best and show. And it's not that format. It's just like, it's just a comedy. Like, yeah. uh, and the whole, the whole premise of almost heroes is that they're like a Lewis and Clark kind of wannabe, And they're trying to like beat them to the other side of the country. It's like the whole plot of it, uh, which is pretty funny plot to begin with. I think it's, it's kind of one of those skit things where that, that being the driving force of the movie, he's kind of hard to carry you for like 90 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. It's a know. good SNL skit. Yeah. It's, it's great for seven to nine minutes. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of times they don't. I mean, I, you know, that's the thing. I, I think what's funny and I know this is like how the realm of podcasting works, but it is kind of funny to be in my house watching like SNL and then being like, man, this skit sucks. And then, you know, and, and it truthfully can, that's understandable. <laughs> but you're like, that kind of feeling where it's like, people are like, man, why can't you make that touchdown? Where it's like, yeah. why don't you go try and do it? Like, yeah. you know, like, it's like if you, and I know that means like 
things are aren't or aren't above criticism, but it's like it is it is funny. I have these moments where I'm like I can't imagine what bullshit I would turn in. Oh yeah. On a week to week basis if they were like you have to turn in 10 sketches and f- all of them will be cut. Like what yeah. bullshit? And then you're like, "Oh shit, you did my like I was going to say Driving Cat, but Tunsis is an all-time uh mm-hmm. sketch on SNL." Um, but they're like, "Oh shit, you took my like you know, human centipede uh like ripoff thing that i you know now that's the one that's going on you know like you'd probably be surprised as to what they put on and you're like fuck i think that's the shittiest one in the pile of like the shitty pile you know Uh, or you you have one that you've been pitching and pitching and pitching it never makes it and then for whatever reason the guest that week likes it and then they fucking derail it and they laugh mm -hmm. through it they jimmy fallon your sketch yeah and they just can't keep their shit together and then no matter what you wrote, it doesn't matter because now it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. Or, or it's even like what's what's kind of interesting, a kind of different vibe. But like, um, like I always thought Kyle Mooney was funny on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there was like a time frame on this pod where it's like Dan and Vic or Dan or Vic. I'm not I can't rem- I can't tell them apart. You can't tell them uh, apart. Yeah. But like um, they were like, he's my li- the, he's the least funny person on SNL. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I think sometimes he's the only reason I want to tune in. And it's like, you're just like, I, my reality is like, just like blown, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It's even like back to Matthew Perry. Like people are like, like, I get that we have grown up to a point that it's like, Oh, you know, Kurosawa, that's my favorite director or something, you know, but it's like, tell me you had, uh, tell me you had a childhood where you were like, yeah, Matthew Perry rocked. Yeah. I still think it. I still think it. (laughs) And I've like revisited and I'm like, it's doing exactly what I needed to do. You know, like, like fool's Russian rocks. I need to rewatch, uh, three to tango. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's such a good, Three to Tango is such a good premise because it's just like, it's just like peak sitcom, but in a movie, it's like, oh, they have to believe I'm gay so that I can get with the girl. It's just like a thing that it's like, can't really, I mean, you know, it's like, I know I found, I sound like anti-woke like pastor or something like Greg Locke, you know. I wish Greg Locke was going on a rant about three to tango and how you can't make that anymore. Um, but <laughs> you just can't make that movie anymore. Um, you know, but like, I guess you truly can't make that movie anymore. Um, or you can't, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter, but it rocked when I was like 11 years old. So yeah, I agree. And I love a difficult movie as much as the next person. Like I want a movie to hurt my feelings. I want to feel really depressed after I watch something like that helps me go to sleep at night. Yeah. But there is something about like just turning on fool's rush in and it's just like a nice warm wave over your body. Like it feels so good to just watch it. And he's yeah. so good. And fool's it's rush so in is like the one for him. I yeah. feel like, I mean, yeah. whole nine yards rocks, but I think even when I was a kid, I felt like there's so much goofiness and like kind of this thing leads to this thing that gets it's not like i was all in but it it gets a little exhausting Mm -hmm. i feel like you know um if i have to like sort of judge them in some way but i feel like i've rewatched fool's russian kind of recently and i'm like nah that's that's great and it's like 
the thing that it's commenting on, while not deep, it's like, I don't know how much we've seen it, except for like... that movie, that Netflix movie, You People, sort of goes into that territory, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, like I feel like it's trying to be smarter about it. Like Fools Rush In is in no way is trying to be a smart movie. Yeah, it's it knows just, what it is. <laughs> yeah, it 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 loads up the stereotypes, but it also is just like cool with it. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think now thinking of it, there's probably like lots of problematic things in that movie, but. um you know what? Respect. I didn't expect that to happen. I kind of expected like some like Matthew Perry redemption arc in terms of like media, you know? Yeah, it was more, I always thought he was primed for like a Tarantino or a Paul Thomas Anderson to pick him up and then just Mm. be like, oh, this guy's fucking great. Like he's going to take one of those comedy guys and have them do a really good dramatic performance. I was more expecting that. Yeah, and I um, think it, the people were trying that with, and we had the, I don't know how much it went, but Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, uh, no, too many words, I didn't, I didn't watch it. So it's a long <laughs> yeah, ass Aaron title. Sorkin, uh, which I'm always like, if Aaron Sorkin has anything, it's like, I don't know, I'm always like, I can get where he's like really good, but it feels like exhausting to think about. But but still, I mean, I think like Aaron Sorkin, Matthew Perry feels like it has a prestige to it that should have kind of worked. So on a movie yeah. sphere, on a TV sphere, I think that we could have seen a lot more of Matthew Perry. Like, you know, it seemed like, I'm not sure if this is addiction related and it's a bummer. I don't want to bring that part up. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's hard out there. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. But what yeah. saying is RIP. RIP. Uh, underrated King. Yeah. We respect Chandler Bing. We should. Yeah. Bing indeed. Um, but okay, so I guess moving on to other things and also responding to this text from Mark, uh, you can join the episode is what I'm saying while I'm talking to you. All right, so let me look through my notes. Um, I actually texted you like 10 minutes before to yes. get you to join on since uh, yeah. Will and Vic could not join even though they had promised me. Um, so I guess we'll start with talking about, unless you have a different topic, uh, we'll talk about why Will isn't here. <laughs> so cryptically, all I saw was a, a, a tweet that said he was riding the subway for the first time and then a picture of him in Times Square. So I had no context for any yeah. of it. Um, yeah. I assumed it was like some big Taco Bell meeting or something we were going to. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was my first assumption. I later learned the actual reason, huh. but I liked the idea of not knowing anything. And it's like, oh, Will is in New York, just mm-hmm. hanging out in Times Square, apparently solo uh, from from the pictures. <laughs> Clearly, it's some sort of corporate meeting he's going to. Oh, okay, so he's gonna redo that. Um, my my thought, because I don't know the real reason is that he is getting the reboot of shit my dad says. So. <laughs> so yeah. would it be shit my dad tweets? Would that be the reboot? Wasn't that originally what it was from? Like that it was a Twitter tweets? feed? I, I think so. Yeah, it was just so. And then they made it into that show. William Shatner was his dad. Yeah. And it's like. 
I mean, William Shatner seems like a, a dick, but I've never, I've never thought of him as like his acting type. Like, oh, what a, what a uh, angry dad is yeah. the thing. Like, I mean, he really seems like his whole vibe seems childless and angry, but in like a, you know, freak out at work kind of way. You know, yeah, like, y- yell it like an intern kind of way. Not not like, a, oh, man, my dad is grumpy, but like kind of cool and like his grumpiness kind of thing. Like Stacy Keach probably would have been a better yeah. person to be that like a menacing dad. Like he looks no, too Shatner much like has more. Shatner has like drinking white Russians in the office at lunchtime energy. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's angry, you know, yes, he's very angry. <laughs> but if anything, he's just going to get day drunk and stare at the wall. Yeah. yeah. Or like throw his laptop at somebody. Yeah. Like the anger has too much like it's 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 like coated in sadness too much, like a chocolate sadness, you know. Yeah, like time. a wasted potential sadness of I could have been better than this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is just like I I I fucking bet that's his vibe, but it's like dude, you did like you uh, he's like 90 years old, William Chatner. Yeah. And I feel like he probably does have like so much resentment of like still Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you directed four Star Trek movies and I only got to do three. Yeah. And I still can't stop hating you for it. You know, (laughs) like, and it's just like, dude, you, I mean, technically by all intents and purposes, is that the the phrase? Uh, He, uh, he won. Because he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He he won, and also it's like when you think about like I don't know, like Star Trek, Star Trek movies, T.J. Hooker. You know, I know all this stuff hasn't really been relevant in like forty years. Yeah, but it's like who else can say that? I'm not even sure if Matthew. How many how many rebirths did Matthew Perry was he allowed to have? William Shatner had that and shit. My dad says in the twilight years of his life. Yeah. So. And he literally went to space. Oh, yeah. Like, you have <laughs> nothing to complain about, you know? But have you seen any or read any interviews with him post-trip to the atmosphere? Because no. it changed him. It changed him? It changed him, yeah. Well, I would wonder then why he feels the need to be on, like, Fox Nation comedy uh, hours with, like, Adam Carolla and TJ Miller. Um, because I feel like, so in what way did it change him? Um, he said that his trip to space filled him with a, and this is a quote, overwhelming sadness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I think I'm, I'm once again, right. Um, what was the overwhelming sadness? Like that he, there wasn't an ice wall that surrounded the earth, you know, like what was, he realized it was round. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the quote. Um, let me find it. Man, that, this that's is great podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, while you're doing that, I mean, have you seen things? I mean, keep looking, but um, have you seen things about the whole like, like my Twitter feed? Uh, is more things about like an the the kind of flat Earth Earth wall uh, ice wall thing? Have you heard about that? I've heard about it, but your Twitter experience is very different than mine. <laughs> or my TikTok—I should say my TikTok experience. Uh, oh, I'm not on TikTok. All right, but, I found the quote. So okay. this is what he said after he landed. Uh, my trip to space was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. 
It was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. Mm. The contrast between the vicious coldness of space and the uh, warm nurturing of earth below filled me with overwhelming sadness. <laughs> so he went to space and just had an existential crisis. I mean, uh, so whenever me and my wife went to Finland. Space and when you went to space. Yeah, which I know, space and Finland, they're pretty close. Um, yeah. But like, there was this kind of thing. We went like, we did like a train ride, like it felt like eight hours. It was basically the whole night, you know, into the northern part of Finland. And then when we get there, you know, because I didn't pay attention to all the hard work my wife did in planning the trip. Of course. We get a rental car, and I knew we had it, but my thought with the rental car was that we were basically driving, like, 20 minutes to, like, our destination. But mm -hmm. she's like, well, no, we have to drive a few more hours north. And I felt like my body rejected it. My body was like, <laughs> you were never meant to be outside of a trailer park, and you shouldn't be here. Like, and it just, like, just, like, in... I don't want to be like it was an anxiety attack, but it was like, I, I'm not allowed to do this. And was just like, you know, in, you know, so it's like I, in that respect, I, my body would probably do the same thing going to space where it was like, no, you were never, you're supposed to look out your window and see a house right next to you that you can essentially touch in a trailer park. Like that's where you were meant to be genetically. You know, <laughs> like so, so, but I, I would presume that his mind has kind of warped into kind of refiring on I'm a millionaire, I can do whatever I want yeah. kind of realm. So that sadness doesn't feel earned unless he too has that genetic disposition of maybe, maybe he grew up in a Canadian trailer park. I'm not really sure of his, his upbringing, up, you know, upbringing. Um, but but yeah, that that kind of sucks, and still kind of goes along with my thought of William Shatner. Uh, let's see, he was born in 1931. Uh, let's see if he was poor. He it doesn't. <laughs> it was matter. 1931. Everybody was poor. There was like four rich people, right? Yeah, I'm not sure his uh, clothing manufacturer. I don't know if that makes you rich or not. <laughs> so. So yeah, well, we'll get we'll get off of that then. Um, how did we even get? How did we get on to William Shatner? Oh, Will's Will's uh, <laughs> Will's trip to New York. Jesus. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so we figured out Will is restarting shit. My dad says uh, he had a meeting, a one day meeting in New York. Came back and then his his throat hurts, so he couldn't <laughs> come on the podcast. Um, so you're filling in for him, you know, and everyone else. Yeah. 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 So have, okay. have you ever had a one day flight, like flew somewhere and immediately flew back? Um, uh, or like within 24 hours you flew into a town and then flew right back out. I don't think so. I mean, I think all the flights I've taken have like been for vacation. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think I've even like flown for work like all the work trips i did this year were like driving across the country yeah. because of like the stuff i had to bring to the place uh so no i've never had that kind of like oh i need to go pick up these documents in michigan or something and then you know come back um ha have you had that experience with like work stuff yeah i've flown like into a couple months a couple months ago 
I'm in Maine now, but I, I flew back to Atlanta for a meeting. Mm-hmm. So like I flew in on Wednesday night and then flew back out mid afternoon on Thursday. I was in Atlanta for less than 24 hours for an in-person meeting, a complete waste of everyone's time. Did your work think that that was like a rational thing to do? Yes. Okay. That's what's like crazy. It's just like, no, I mean, I think, because I feel like as a business person, I would weigh the options and be like, okay, well, we, since this is probably last minute and maybe, maybe they booked it way in advance. Like a week. Yeah. And it's like, what, like, I don't know, 600 bucks or something or more. And then like, we could just do a zoom with him. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Total cost. It was like $1,100 for me to go spend six hours in an office with people <laughs> that i don't know that i mean that does seem like things jobs do um yeah. but I, yeah 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 I, I don't know that's that's uh, I, I it also feels like there's like people that that's the majority of their work travel yeah. is essentially just things like that and they they will bring whole industries to one place to be there for one night Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess if it's a convention and you have like the amount of kind of everyone going to the thing, it makes sense, yeah. you know, yeah. but like if it's kind of like we're essentially just flying you. Okay. Were they flying kind of everyone to do the same thing? So they flew in three or four people um, and then they had people that are based in Atlanta and it was just to get us in one room and talk about like, it was a strategy meeting essentially. So mm-hmm. it did not need to have us in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a thing where I feel like it's almost like a, I don't know what the term, I don't say net. It's just like a nothing, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, a, I guess net zero, whatever. Um, it, it feels like there are times when I've, I meet with my coworkers since I'm mainly remote. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I guess, be remote because it seems like my job's going away. But uh, I guess you're just remote then. Uh, or unemployed is the right term. Yeah, but I think that's while a I was technical remote, term. You know, we were, we were hybrid before, and then it just kind of kept getting less days in the office. Mm-hmm. But we would try and like meet like once a week. And yeah. we were like, we get a lot done when we're together. But also, we dick around a lot. <laughs> When, when yeah. you're in the office and it's also like there's so many other stimuli in the office, especially when you haven't seen those people, you know, on a day to day basis. Like it gets boring if you see them like three to five days a week. And so you yeah. probably actually do work in the office. But when I would see them once a once a week, it would we would just stick around and catch up with each other. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of felt like, no, we could have just done this on zoom you know zoom or google meet or whatever the fuck yeah you know? yeah, yeah so but that, that seems like i flew 2600 miles round trip to spend six hours in a room with people i talk to on zoom every day yeah <laughs> <sighs> okay do you feel like in some way was was there anything that resolved with all of meeting in person that you're like, you know, it felt uh, at the very least, was it like it was nice seeing those people? Or do you feel like you could even like not have done that and still felt the same? Did you gain anything from the trip? No, nothing was gained. <laughs> um, I did get to eat at my favorite hot wing spot in Atlanta. So that was nice. Like that then, was yeah. the highlight of the trip for me. But no, there was nothing that came from it 
that warranted the amount of time and pain in the ass because I'm, I'm client facing. So my job is just being on zoom and talking to people all day long. So then I just had to reschedule all the calls I already had scheduled for the two days that I was going to be traveling and sitting in a boardroom. Yeah. Uh, so it was way more work for me to just go hang out with them. We didn't really accomplish anything. Uh, yeah. Progress. <laughs> well, hi, Mark. Actually, this is, uh, if you can hear us yet, uh, it's interesting the moment you came in because I think this part of the conversation is uh, you are an expert in this field. Uh, I am? Yeah, to catch you up, uh, Zach was talking about how his job flew him to Atlanta. He lives in Maine to be there for essentially um, a six hour seven, meeting. Six hours. And then he flew back. I've not had that work experience, but from uh, being, be, I'll say being around you, but in a text group, um, I feel like that's your weekly experience, or maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it definitely changed during COVID. So it used to be all the time that would be like, uh, my wife's always thing would be like, why can't you guys just meet my wife? online? Right? Like, because. Yeah. But I'm in the alcohol business, so people love to have meetings because then you just go out after. You mean you're yeah. an alcoholic? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, but like, especially I'm like for one of the larger beer companies, that's like all they want to do is like, all right, we have a meeting. We're done at four. Everyone meet at the bar at five and they just hang out for like eight hours. So like it was basically yeah. an excuse for like the older generation to like get away from their wives, like the old ball and chain. And that's like yeah. how they used it. We're, I think my age, I'm, I'm 40 now, but my age and younger, we're like, can we just meet for an hour online and then? don't spend the money and give me more money in my salary and yeah. travel. And expenses. You know, it's so, funny though, is they don't, they probably won't give you that money in your salary. No, so, they won't. so there does seem to be maybe the older people are right. Um, in that sense that they may, they don't, I don't think they know this either, but if they do have any self-awareness, once again, I don't think they do that. They know they're not going to get it. And mm -hmm. you know, but, but I think you're right. Like they just want to be like, I got to get away from the wife. Like it's killing me, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's part of it. I really do. It's like, they use it as like a vacation for me. I, I think just generally as, as, uh, people younger than that generation, whatever, it's just, I have guilt when I leave, you know, like yeah. leave my wife with kids. Like they didn't feel bad. I'm generalizing, but that's just, it's different yeah. now. Like we're more involved with our families. It's just a different thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Our parents like, didn't love our families. No, like they our parents, yeah. yeah, and you love your wife and kid. Yes, I'm a good person. They're bad yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. You my, a good my parents. My no, but my parents were <laughs> procreating. I'm raising children, and I have a wife. Like <laughs> there is a vast difference. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, I would not say I am a good person. But, you did stop but, playing uh, Mario Kart with your son to join this very pointless. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I guess. Probably similar with Mark. Like, I was just like, I who can join? And Mark's yeah. like, sorry, child, I can't teach you to play catch today. Yeah. Well, they're all using both Xboxes. They have, like, friends over, so I couldn't play anyway. So I <laughs> okay. said, <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So to catch you up, we were uh, trying to figure out why Will was in New York for a day. And we were also uh, paying our respects to Matthew Perry. Um, I'm, not I'm literally watching Fools Rush in right now. I'm not exaggerating. Like, I, <laughs> I do Sunday, I do reporting just so I don't have to wake up early on Monday. So I, yeah. you know, my little two monitors and second monitor, 
there i literally have fools rush in they just she just woke up they just consummated mm -hmm. and she's you know she's obviously uh shocked to be in his bed that's mm -hmm. where i currently am in the movie great movie yeah that's we were talking about how that's yeah. the one yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, peak, it's peak perry is where we landed peak, that yeah. is that's where it's at yeah mm. um he's just very charming um mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's a sad one yeah i did like, not expect it i don't know but yeah, not to bring it down too much. Um, but I guess we're, we're at the point, since we're at the halfway point of the episode, where we should start asking people what topics they have for the week. Um, so, Which show am I on? Is this spinning out? or, or uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both as, like, uh, without premise. So who, who knows? It's kind of basically whatever. Uh, if I put an intro and outro on it, then it's spinning out. If it's just kind of floats out there then it's gonna remain george center there's uh not really any difference uh okay i'm gonna run through my topics real quick uh r.i.p right. matthew perry jeff dunham why was will in new york city my job eating vegetables again so i don't know if any of those are <laughs> i, I have something to add to matthew perry that i found fascinating do you know who his stepfather is no it's mark morrison from dateline the peculiar Guy with the white hair who does all the murder mysteries. That's his stepfather. Huh. Weird. You guys didn't find this interesting at all. All right, cool. I thought it was. The the British singer Mark Mor Morrison. Probably not. The Return <laughs> of the, the Keith Mac. Morrison. <laughs> I think it wrong. Keith Morrison. Oh, God. Okay. That'd be <laughs> Return funny of the Mac. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Keith Morrison. Mark Morrison would be much funnier. Ah, oh, that, we'll that, that guy. That guy. That guy. Yes. Let me Google yeah. Mark Morrison. Yeah, that's different. Keith Morrison. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's Canadian too. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Keith Morrison looks like like if you're out in your yard doing something, and then your your old neighbor like he's got this eternal look on his face that like you're doing something wrong in your yard, uh, kind of thing that he can't break from. Like, look at a picture of Keith Morrison. It's just this kind of like not approving, but he's not really. He's gonna passive aggressively stare at you, kind of look. Yeah, you don't know what you did, but you know he's not happy with it. Is yeah. how I read his face. Yeah. Like, I have this uh, shut-in neighbor, and I feel like every time I, I see her, like, once every six months, she has this look on her face. So actually, she looks a lot like Keith Morrison. Is it uh, Keith Morrison? <laughs> yeah, maybe you live next to him. <laughs> it's like Keith Morrison, like Norman Bates situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but, but, yeah, so I guess since I don't have any good topics, do you all have any topics? Well, I would like to know why Jeff Dunham is on that list. That is uh, an out, that is an outlier because it was eating vegetables, your job, Matthew Perry, and Jeff Dunham. Uh, okay, so well, before I get to that, I just wanted to: Do you all feel like you eat vegetables on like a daily basis? No. Okay, so <laughs> dinner, yes, only because my wife prepares them, but they're a lot of work. But would you? Are you like a person that do you? Dis Mark, do you dislike vegetables in any fashion? No, I like I like vegetables. So, Zach, do, are you a person that dislikes vegetables? I mean, certain ones, but I'm fine with them. I, I enjoy a nice big salad. Okay, um, okay. That, I and, feel like, and that's... I do like gross like kale salads with spinach and then no okay. dressing. I eat them dry. Yeah. Um, but that's a good guy. I feel like when I meet people that are like, I, you know, they're like over 30 and they're like, I don't like, you know, like I don't eat vegetables. I'm like, mm -hmm. 
you got to stop. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I think I was going to probably bring it up if I actually had the George Center crew there because I'm, I guess, honestly, it's like, I'm not convinced that Ryan eats vegetables on a day, you know, on like a <laughs> weekly basis, you know, um, I'm not sure, like who else on George Center do you think doesn't eat vegetables? I mean, if I'm going just, I don't think any of you have ever seen a vegetable if I'm going on, 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 on the way we look. Yeah. Our phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> I have to guess. I have a friend like that though. Like he won't even eat pizza, like a spinach pizza, you know, and spinach pizza just has like little specks of it. If you buy it frozen from the store or something, like he will not yeah. eat it. And I'm like, dude, this is so annoying. Like it's just it's annoying. Like, like even like lettuce, he won't eat. I'm like, lettuce doesn't really have flavors. Just texture. Yeah. And, it's water. It gives a crisp. Like, it's just basically yeah, like, gives a crisp. Himself. Yeah. It's like no green stuff. I'm like, dude. All right. That, that feels like it's like a slogan. Like it's it's kind of thing back to the like uh all eat it if it has bacon on it kind of you know meme yeah. thing where it's like you don't actually mean that. You just put it on a t shirt. Like yeah, it's a it's a bit. Like yeah. I don't drink. I have no issues with drinking. But for me it's funnier now. It's a good bit that I don't drink. Like yeah. It was probably religious based when I was younger and I thought it was bad to do. But now that I'm not religious, to me, it's just funnier to never drink. It's a bit. So I think your friend might be that way with vegetables where he's like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who doesn't drink too and doesn't eat meat, I do like the feeling of being better than everyone. You know, so. I, I just get sick of having to explain it. So like. It's annoying to explain. Well, next month I'll be at a conference in Miami. And it's all automotive dealers. They're going to be shit-faced the whole time. And I'm going to have to 400 times tonight explain that I'm not drinking. And it's going to be such a pain in the ass. It's, so I work for a large alcohol company. Mm -hmm. And we pride ourselves in having like no alcohol and low alcohol options. Just as a company, like we've invested yeah. in tons of brands like that. But then if you're at a work function and someone's like, one of my close coworkers, he doesn't drink anymore. And mm -hmm. if he says, no, I'm good. It's, people are always like, they ask him again. Are you sure? Yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure he knows that he's not drinking. Like, you don't need to ask, like, yeah, we, we should know better. It just drives me nuts. Like, even us, like, we, we, you know, quote unquote, pride ourselves on this. People still press people on. I'm like, don't press people on it. They're, they're, they're they don't drink. Who cares? I don't understand why yeah. people care. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll do a cranberry Red Bull. That way it looks like I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. And then no one asks. But I'm like, you guys should love it. Like, you have a guaranteed DD. You're, you're in the clear if I'm around. Like everybody gets home safe. You don't have to worry about it. But Heineken Zero, I feel like is available at a lot of places now. And it, you know, it, any of the kind of NA beers, but especially that one, it looks so much like the real thing. It's kind of an easy way out of it. Like I, I didn't stop drinking because I disliked it. I liked it too much. That's why yeah. I stopped drinking. So, so it's <laughs> like, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, so actually having a beer still has that thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I had a shitty week at work. And so I, I had this moment where I went to this, this place down the street and I got like two NA beers and I'm like, this is an alcoholic response, I think from that thing. Yeah. But, it, but there is kind of like when you've done yard work and it, there's something about whatever kind of thing that a beer gives off it feels like it satiates it better than like anything else even water fuck water you know in that in that realm but 
Yeah, I don't know. So, so I don't know if the even like when you go to these things, do you all since well, you don't drink, Zach, but do you even like you probably don't, Mark, you probably don't drink as much as some of those the other people. Do you cut it with like NA options or anything? Or, um, well, especially when I had to like drive to some place, um, I would literally just have a beer and then the rest would be NA if they had one. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I were to get caught or DUI, I would just be fired to lose my life, lose my livelihood to where it's very loud. It feels though that okay. when, if you, if you got in trouble for drinking and driving, I understand the idea that, you know, someone would get fired, but if you work for an alcohol company, you are just doing work. Right. <laughs> you can expense a taxi no questions asked at any point in time so it's not but obviously it's annoying and where i live there's not a lot of taxi options anyway so um but no I, it's it's i will definitely i don't want to feel like garbage in the morning either so if i have to work in the morning it's definitely a nice option but yeah people are still but, weird yeah. about it though Wait, but how did we... Oh, Jeff Dunham was what I was supposed to... Uh, yeah. Why is Def, Jeff Dunham on my list of topics? Well, I was watching the new Goosebumps show, and mm-hmm. um, they were talking about... Uh, actually, hang on for a second. Vic is trying to join, so I'll pick that back up. We're going to ask him about vegetables? Yeah, we're going to ask him about vegetables. I think I, th- I think I brought it up. I, would I just say, can't. Yeah. I can't stop bringing it up because I don't feel like I've gotten a good answer from. And by the way, uh, corn doesn't count. Yeah. People, you know, <laughs> corn on the cob. Let them get away with that. All right. So thinking about Jeff Dunham. Okay. So we were watching uh, Goosebumps. Um, sorry, Vic, you may have to edit some of this together or I will. I don't know. Um, but basically, uh, all right, so we're watching Goosebumps. You're talking about the new Goosebumps, right? The new Goosebumps. The new Bumps. Yeah, new Bumps. <laughs> and uh, it's the Night of Living Dummy. And it's not like an anthology show. It's like a, it's like every episode kind of pulls in one of those elements to kind of tell a cohesive story. But during watching it, Sarah was like, uh, she was like, I'm so high. I feel like I could, I could, uh, I could watch Jeff Dunham and laugh right now. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty high. Um, but, and also I was, so I was looking it up and I was like, he can't still be doing the Ahmed thing, you know, because I think, I think what happens, well, I think people are just kind of generally racist, but I think what happens for kind of normal people is I think they get this idea of even like Walter, the old man puppet that he has. That's like what they think of when they think Jeff Dunham like they they kind of like don't but I I thought he had a character named like Pickles or something peanut uh, peanut okay and uh, but but I was like he can't still be doing Ahmed the dead terrorist but he is still yeah. doing Ahmed the dead well, terrorist in the in the comedian world if you stop doing Ahmed then you're a victim of the woke cancel <laughs> culture mob and then you're True. shunned you get canceled if you do yeah. you know. So you got to keep keep up your racist puppet gig. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like when I was younger, the only thing I can remember about not liking Jeff Dunham before, like an age where you're like not completely, your brain's not formed right. So you don't know technically what's right and wrong and stuff. I just remember thinking that that ventriloquists weren't funny. 
so I didn't like it. Like, the other stuff was just added bonus, but I was already at the point of being like, I don't find ventriloquism funny, so I'm not even, I'm not even getting to the point of the racism. Like, like it doesn't even matter it yet. It sucks before it even gets it there. Sucks, it sucks before it gets there, you know? Um, so I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, if that's the reason we don't need to like Jeff Dunham, that, that's understandable, but, you know, I, I was here. It's like sometimes you're like... You know, Dave Chappelle did this and I like him, but I'm like, sometimes when comedians get to that point, I'm like, I just think the jokes are kind of cringe. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. we're not even getting to the actual, like, Do you, do you ever think that maybe, like, you need to be the change that you want to see in the world and make an actual funny ventriloquism act? For yourself? some reason, I feel like Zach might be able to do ventriloquism. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so like an insult. You're saying that instead of teaching me to read, my parents bought me a puppet and I learned how to be a ventriloquist. Knowing how you were raised, I feel like that's not outside of the realm of possibility that you might have been the best Southern Christian ventriloquist. <laughs> no, I, uh, oh, I was damn. never into ventriloquism. Um, so... I just looked it up. Jeff Dunham is going on tour next year. Would anyone like to guess the name of his tour? Oh, with Chiodos. With, with, with Chiodos, yes. <laughs> it's him and Craig Owens going at it. <laughs> but take a guess. It's, it's, uh, the name of his tour is on the nose as it could possibly be. Uh... Oh, then we probably shouldn't guess what it's called <laughs> then, because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, I was too like, well. uh, All right, it's the uh, still not canceled. Tour. I was gonna say uh, that someone uh, uh, called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is. Uh, man, you know what's? Do you? Th I, I would hope at least that he has these moments of reflection, just staring no, at. No, he does not. He does not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, what I want to get, well, I don't want to give them anything, but like, it's like, I, I sometimes think any of these times that like they get stuck in these like, you know, old guy traps that mm -hmm. I'm like, do they have these moments of reflection? Any of these type of comedians that are like, man, I know this sucks, but people just keep laughing and I keep getting paid. <laughs> so I'm going to just keep doing this shittier version of my, you know, I don't want to say good comedy because Jeff Dunham wasn't there, but all the comedians, I guess we like that are kind of like, like Bill Burr doing the, uh, that new old dad's movie or something. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like it's, it's more of them complaining about like, uh, anti-woke or being like, I can't say this anymore the whole time than like actually trying to form, form a funny joke, yeah. you know? Uh, but that no, I think the only self, the only type of reflection in his life is from a cocaine covered mirror. If I had to guess. <laughs> I don't think there's much more reflection in his life than that. I, hmm. I, I just Googled his net worth. Not that this website's always accurate, but it's 140 it's million, it says. Yeah. For what Jeff the Dunham. fuck? Really? No, he sells out arenas. He's playing arenas here in Maine. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a puppet. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Do it. yeah. You're going to be the first funny <laughs> puppet comedian. No, you don't need to be. Why would yeah, I be I was funny? about to yeah, say, just get the money. Just That's get a lot money. of work. But what do you think the road is to the point of being a Jeff Dunham? I feel like that's the hard thing with being it's a, a long, ventriloquist. Hard road becoming Jeff Dunham. <laughs> like it's it, yeah, it, it's just like 
it's sometimes like being in a band it's like that point of like being kind of local or regional or even touring and then actually being like somebody it's not an overnight thing but it just kind of feels like it's it's really sad until you get there so i wonder how much more sad it is depending on the perspective it's sad when you get there too well yeah (laughs) yeah and because yeah all those things because i remember there was like a time where i was complaining to a friend that like tours on a bus you know, about like, man, touring's hard. And he's like, it doesn't, yeah, he said the same thing, like, doesn't stop being hard. I, you know, yeah. I still cried into my Taco Bell and I <laughs> ride in a bus and I'm like, yeah. man, I should have stopped playing music. <laughs> 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 you can pay your bills in some fashion, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But okay, but Mark, we support this. Uh, we can even redirect any of our Patreon money to you investing into a ventriloquist doll if you really take this journey. <laughs> I feel like they got to be expensive. Dolls, right? Well, well, he makes his own, right? I remember oh, yeah. seeing like a, a video of him making his own. Oh, doll. wow. Will he make me one? Does anyone try to tweet out? I feel like that's way? probably the most expensive route you could go if you're worried about the cost. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you think your puppet would be? What would your puppet be? Should I do it in a live terrorist? So I have a different... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all have one yeah, step sure. up on him. My so is a, alive. So it's a white guy in a MAGA hat, MAGA hat with an AR-15? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Dunham has to have done that, right? There's no yeah, way. So. That would piss off his audience. audience man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he, does he can make that. him a hero, you know? Yeah. He does have that thing where he's like, equal opportunist kind of thing where he's like, oh, I want to piss off uh, conservatives and uh, Democrats. But I mean, it's like clearly it's way more on the conservative side, but I think that's what he thinks he's doing sometimes. Like, But how far back are you are you pulling that from? Because I haven't watched any of his stuff and I was about to say my last experience years. with Jeff Dunham content must be at least 15 years. I would I imagine say. he's gone hard right. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to guess, <laughs> like hard right, like we think he's outside Planned Parenthood with like uh, with a puppet, <laughs> a puppet of Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. All right, he he has a puppet with another puppet inside of it, and he pulls it out, and he's like, "Here's what they do in here." <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, I was gonna say this. This stuff might get us fired, but I think I've already. I've already gotten there, so. Um, well, we're still not canceled. Yeah, true. You know, that's that's always good. They All they want to do in this world is cancel you. Like, when you wake <laughs> up, you're just at, you know, you're about to get canceled all the time. It, if they're they, not trying to cancel they, you, you're they, not doing anything right. So, yeah. that's the way I look at it. But, uh, yeah, being that we're uh, 50 minutes into this episode, and uh, I have no good topics, uh, does anyone else have topics? Yeah, I've got one. Um, And no one's answer can be Jeff Dunham. Who is like an artist or a creator of some type who as a person you find unbearably annoying, but you find what they do to be undeniably good. Like an example would be Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he is incredibly annoying as a human, but, and I've never seen Hamilton, but like Encanto and like all the Disney stuff he does, those songs are undeniably good. Like, he is really good at what he does. Well, I would definitely, if I was going to rate him, I would say Encanto is better than Hamilton. But. Oh, I've never seen <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. But, I, but I think the, yeah. the songs in Encanto are legitimately very they good. They are good, yeah. 
Uh, and another I, mean, I just would, feel like everything Lin Manuel Miranda writes, it sounds like something like I could have written, or when I oh, was yeah, in high yeah. school or something. Yeah, of course. You know, like, but he's a, he's an example, like a silly jokey kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but like Chuck Wendig is one for me, who's an author, and he's like lib dude on Twitter who posts stupid lib shit. Uh, and everybody dunks on him, but his books are legitimately very good. <laughs> so, like, I don't like. Think, I know I have one. I just can't yeah. think of it. Does he write Star Wars books? He's written a couple Star Wars books. Uh, his book, Book of Accidents, mm-hmm. is pretty phenomenal. And I'm about halfway through his newest one, uh, Black River Orchard, and it's really mm. good as well. It's about apple cults. Apple cults. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like any any celebrity who's on Twitter a lot can basically fall in this. Yeah. Regardless of their <laughs> politics. Anyone who's posting a lot, like uh who am I thinking of? Who's the director? Rob Ry- Rob Reiner? Reiner. Rob Reiner, yeah. Yeah, that's he's a good one. Obnoxious on Twitter. It's like it's like, what do you do? Like I feel like you should be much smarter than this based on what you make. Yeah. In Is art he shitty you on Twitter? I, mean? like, I always just kind of assumed like he seemed like a it's just the guy. typical I, I would stuff. always say like liberal blue check. Yeah. yeah right liberal on. blue check. It's just yeah. obnoxious and like. He, yeah. I, I think it's, I feel like he's, I don't think he actually does this, but it, but it's not far outside of the realm of being like, they're so close to arresting Donald Trump. Like yeah. he's kind of like in that kind of <laughs> yes. vein, but you know, somehow still Hollywood centric or something. But, yeah, but right. it's like, you're like, Oh, like Jamie Lee Curtis kind of is that where, you know, where it's yeah. like, you know, I'm like, I think it'd be a little much, you know, <laughs> when the conversation would go into those realms, I'd be like, yeah, thank you for your time. You know, like, but yeah, I'm trying to think of someone that falls into that. I think anybody that does Twitter too much uh, mm-hmm. kind of falls in that realm. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I still have, I still have these like playlists that I've made that I love the playlist so much because like, I think all the songs on them are really good, but every time I put it on, like, you know, the obsessed and pentagram come on and I'm like, these guys are just insufferable idiots, but I can't help but love these fucking songs. They're so good. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a thing I think I brought it up on here before where it's like when bands come back and you know, they reunite, like even like black flag did this and it's like, whatever the fuck they were doing with like their art. Um, and it's like, do you not, I guess the thing, the whole thing of all of everything I'm saying is like, no, these people do not have that self-awareness, but I feel like I'd be like, (laughs) I think younger people seem to like this art. So let me get this artist to do it so that I'll at least kind of fit into this time, which I know can also be kind of sad like the hello, you fellow kids kind of thing. (laughs) But it kind of feels like it's like, I don't want to make an ageist statement. Like people over 50 shouldn't be able to post online. But that's fair. Yeah, you know, I don't uh, want but, to say that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to say it. that online. You know, on <laughs> on a podcast. But like, why does that often seem to be the case? Like, you know, it, it even like okay with dealing with some of my. I keep kind of hinting at it, but I think I lost my job. Is the thing, and I feel like I like try. I tried my hardest to not like basically vent about it on Twitter. I think I failed in some respect, but like, (laughs) but it's sort of like, it starts getting like kind of sad when you air everything out online in some way. And it starts seeming like a thing that it's like, once you pass 40 and so Mark, be careful. 
Um, you know, like <laughs> you just start venting things in a way that's just like my wife left for the grocery store, but I could tell she wasn't at the grocery store. And it's like, why do you post that on Facebook? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> well, you know? It, it's true boomer shit when it's like a comment on something unrelated to. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like even I mean, I guess back to Jeff Dunham for a second. Like, if he posts, he like, said his, that that was not allowed, though. <laughs> he, like in the in the comments, somebody will be like, oh, "Well, Biden won't let you do that," and it's like, and it's like he just posted his tour dates. That's yeah. all he did in this thing, you know. Like, it's like they even the idea. I think we've talked about this too. Um, it's like when you go and you comment on like a celebrity, and you're like. I don't know, Walt Culture Strikes Again. And it's like, the celebrity doesn't know you exist, and you're really only doing this for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, it doesn't do anything in that in that regard, so. Especially when it's one out of, like, 10,000 comments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, but I, I do like combing through them. They're, they're a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's though. kind of fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm failing on thinking of this perfect person that that you're kind of talking about, Zach, but mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering, I'm like, what does Chrissy Teigen actually do? Like, is that, is that essentially her job to she, kind of like she comment is on things? John Legend, right? For a living. And that's fine. That's cool. I wish I was married yeah. to John Legend. Yeah, good work <laughs> if you can get it. <laughs> but I'm like, what is technically, if you were to say, I mean, I guess this is what Google is for, but I'm like, what is technically her, what's her lane? You know, and I'm not even like judging. Well, it. I she just was don't. a model, right? And now she's just she does, a she has a, her own line of products. Like she has like Target brand products and stuff, like beauty and healthcare stuff. But that's usually a okay, secondary cool. thing that people get when they get famous for doing something else. You know? Okay, model, retired model. All right, I'll. I mean, I'll give her her flowers on that. That's that's <laughs> a pretty. Oh wait, she has a lot of fucking credits. I don't know. But it's it just, all like personality based, right? Like she was on. A bunch of like reality type TV shows. Like, wasn't she on that lip lip sync battle show? <laughs> it seems that she's on like shows. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she, well, she was. I guess she's always playing herself. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just personality. I, I, I guess her job is herself, and she's done a pretty. From looking at her credit, she's done an actual pretty good job <laughs> at being herself. So I'll unless her unless credit. you're a child that criticizes her, because then she <laughs> will bully the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I have this weird feeling that like every time we ask a question like this, it's like the answer we're really looking for is actor. And if you're not getting the answer actor, you're like, what does she really do though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, her brand's called Cravings. That's at Target. So mm. it's like knives and like, and it's also it's like stuff. the dollar menu at Taco Bell too, right? <laughs> yes. She does that as well. Chrissy yeah. Teigen's dollar menu. She actually pushed for the breakfast taco. You've seen those commercials. That's actually her idea. Oh, well, then she's a national good. hero then, right? Yeah, good on her. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a, do you remember the, um, I think his name's what, Bubba Thomas. Was that the NASCAR driver? Um, he, he had like a meal at McDonald's. Um, and there was a thing at McDonald's, um, was that and like when they did like the BTS meal and like his name is not Bubba Thomas, so <laughs> <laughs> Bubba NASCAR, uh, Bubba Wallace, sorry, uh, <laughs> Bubba, NASCAR? Bubba NASCAR, <laughs> yeah, Bubba NASCAR. Um, so he, uh, we, so he's I a Nepo baby. That's how he got the job. <laughs> I went through the line at McDonald's at some point, 
and it was during the there was a Bubba Wallace meal. And then somebody, because there was a thing where he was saying that there was like a noose in, you know, in the garage oh, and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And no, in NASCAR, it probably was. But people were like, blah, blah. And, you know, so it was like a big controversy thing. Uh, whatever. And, uh, but somebody wrote on the sign outside of that McDonald's and was like, piece of shit. You know, and it's like. <laughs> Who has the time is would be my point that you're just so mad about a thing. I think if I were so mad that I'm like, if I was actually at fuck Bubba Wallace, I wouldn't then pull into McDonald's, get out of my car, find my good writing pen or my good writing <laughs> Sharpie and actually go through with it. Like, you know, it feels like that's like that's like steps beyond YouTube comments. Right. You know, like like you had to get out of your car and you had to write it, and then maybe like, hey, hold up, person behind me in this line, I have to write what I <laughs> well, think about. Well, you go there after hours, like when it's closed, right? I You're making it sadder. I guess in my brain, I'm like, well, what what would you spend your time on that would be more effective? And am I, I like, I can't think of anything, but my brain, my mind goes to like, what do you go to your local city council meeting and be like, I think Bubba Wallace is a dickhead. And they'll be like, okay, noted. I mean, you've accomplished the same thing, but it just feels more official. I guess yeah. you do it that It's way. on a record if you do yeah. it that way. <laughs> All right. There's <laughs> meeting notes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like if you're going to, I mean, I guess there's the anonymity of it. So it is very like message board thing if you can write, right. you know, a piece of shit uh, at a McDonald's. But you're like, it's one McDonald's and he's not going to ever see it. You know, <laughs> you know like I, I don't see, I feel like it's like, I don't, I guess, obviously, surprise to anyone here i'm not a racist um but also like i don't even know <laughs> mark says oh maybe uh you know like i don't even know if i would have the energy if i was one i feel like it's like to take the time out to go do that feels like so many more steps of things past racism you know or maybe they're all just in the realm of racism i'm not really sure yeah. even a waterfall starts with a single drop of water <laughs> <laughs> so true so, so true so Bestie. even the uh even the front to fight back against bubba wallace can start at one single graffito on, on a mcdonald's menu then right yeah um i i don't know i'm trying to think like in the other realm i don't know it's like okay i guess john voight sucks or something you know, uh, but I don't know how much I care that he sucks. But is there also anything of his you're actively consuming in any sort of way? Yeah, yeah the John Voight meal at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I Seriously, what, now, now I'm racking my What is John Voight's best contribution to Anaconda? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like uh, what Midnight Cowboy? It's that, it's that lone co Midnight Cowboy is the best movie. Right? And uh, I guess Deliverance. Mission Impossible. He's good. Deliverance. Um, he's a good villain in the first Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. he is good in that. Uh, National Treasure. I guess we could say Angelina Jolie. Yeah, he did bring us Angelina Jolie. That Seinfeld her, episode. Was he in? Oh, but oh, with a is pencil he actually in the? In car? the no, no, he's not in. It's just his pencil. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Even him. Uh, 
Yeah. How uh, did he bring us Angelina Jolie? Did he like rescue her from a plane? He saved somewhere? her from a river. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, like she Moses. is his daughter. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. How the fuck? I did not know that until right now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't? Oh wait. I thought Johnny Lee Miller was also a John Voight kid. Maybe I'm. To- I know I'm totally wrong on that. No, Sorry. wasn't I she dating him or married to Johnny Lee Miller? Yeah. <laughs> You're just thinking because she made out with her brother. Married. Oh, that's what it was. She did make out with her brother. Who kind of looks like Johnny Lee Miller. Okay, then we're back. He's also the coach in Marcy Blues, which that's very important. Yep, very. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, what, James Haven? Is that her brother? Yeah, James Haven. We have no picture of him. He is the son of John Voight, an older brother of actress Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like James Woods, the James Woods meal at McDonald's. I don't, yeah, James Woods is a pretty good candidate because his contributions are so fucking good and he's such a huge piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, I, I was just so. going to say, that's a great one because I love a lot of his movies and he just sucks. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Yeah. bad. He's, yeah. Such a good he's such a good actor. He is yeah. really one that it's just like, I, you know, I'm going to watch a James Woods movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch Videodrome a hundred more times. Fuck Yes. Yeah, but he sucks. There's even some that are just like you would never know the name. It's like he has a movie called Cop that rocks. (laughs) What? Yeah, and like he's saying Cop uh, rocks. Like uh, he's really good in Casino. Yeah, Uh, but but he also it's like he's really good when he when he plays a piece of shit. And so is that acting? Yeah, good point. (laughs) Tap into your real self. Like in the same way, I think before y'all I just came heard on, that Macho Man Randy Savage's voice. <laughs> I talked about you know how uh, with Zach about how like Christian Bale isn't a good actor because he can't do Matthew Perry type uh, thing, and I know I brought that <laughs> that thing up here. Like, can you imagine a role where James Wood plays James Wood? James Woods plays a nice person. Like he he needs to play a nice person in a movie for me to believe that he's a good actor. He did. He was in a Rudy Giuliani biopic. <laughs> oh yeah. <Okay. laughs> All right. So, so the answer is John Voight and James Woods. Yeah, those are good uh, answers. Was was he a total piece of shit when he had to walk around the ledge of the building in Cat's Eye or whatever? Was that James Woods? Um, I guess in that realm, someone in that movie ended up having to cut off their wife's finger or the wife had to cut off her own finger, but I guess that, yeah, but that wasn't James Woods though, right? No. And I mean, I guess he was a good Boiler person alert. technically <laughs> in that, in that segment of that movie. Right. So yeah. Huh. And I don't has... think he wasn't necessarily good for, he was just the least bad person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I think he probably did something that, fucked over the guy that made i'll have to rewatch that movie <laughs> well he i mean it's not like technically so you sign up for the thing that helps you stop smoking and then essentially someone but isn't that a, for that's smoking. a different segment though his was the smoking segment oh his was then who had to walk on the edge of the ledge around the building uh that might have been one of those things where I feel like you had to do these things to sort of like rectify yourself. Like uh, if that's the right word, Um, I don't think it is, but, but basically I think you had to like go through these like steps to kind of like make it. I'm pretty sure the, the building thing is a different segment. 
Mm, he's know, not whatever. in two segments. Well, yeah, he, uh, I'm saying I can't remember which one he's in, but those are two segments. He's definitely in the one in where the smoking it's like one. the smoking one. And right. then like they kidnap his wife because he can't stop smoking. Right. You so know, he's which, kind of a, he's yeah. a, just a minuscule kind of piece of shit. And then, yeah, I guess if he knew that basically they're like, Hey, if you smoke another cigarette, we are going to kidnap your wife. You he was like two birds, one stone. I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that mean you're a bad person or? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. I, fair. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know who it is? It's the guy from Airplane that walks around the building. Leslie Nielsen? No. The guy with the, the drinking problem? Oh, uh, the pilot. What's his name? I don't think that guy oh, has Kareem a name. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I never Robert, thought... Robert Hayes? <laughs> Robert Hayes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely a name that I have in my uh, back pocket all the time. Wait, that guy's not as old as I would have thought. Huh. I would have assumed that guy was like dead by now. Uh, he was born in 1947, so he is pretty oh, old. Yeah. Um, he was in a movie called Take This Job and Shove It, which is pretty Tight. cool. Um, he is not in any of the Police Academy movies. That's what I. That's my metric for looking at people that have been in comedies. Have you, you know, also I, been for the longest time, I confused him and Steve Gutenberg, so I could see where you're going there. There, it feel, there's this other character in Police Academy movies that it might have been. There was a point where Steve Gutenberg left and there was a guy that came in to essentially replace Steve Gutenberg, but he's not Steve Gutenberg's character, which whose name is Mahoney uh, mm-hmm. in it. And, uh, but he is essentially like the type, that type. So right. at like part five on this guy, I think he was the guy from like summer school. Um, oh, that yeah. took over. I don't know if it's that same guy. It's that type of person. Yeah, right. you know, it's almost like what Eric Roberts was supposed to be for a time <laughs> frame, but his, you know, he's been in two, he's been in like a thousand movies. So yeah, I think it's yeah. around uh, Police Academy Five where I stop remembering what happens in them. You know, yeah, <laughs> I think I got one through four committed to memory pretty good, but five yeah. and beyond, I don't know. Yeah, because you are a man of discerning taste. <laughs> Matt McCoy is the guy I'm thinking I think of. Maybe I just got so high every time I watch them, I just wiped my brain. <laughs> yeah. Just a full reset. Like, are they in the academy the entire time, or they eventually get jobs? It's yeah, they're going to be police <laughs> doctors, so it takes seven years. <laughs> Makes sense. Thank you. Uh, yeah. My dad was a cop. I know these things. <laughs> The yeah he's okay so Matt McCoy is the guy and he was on an episode of Seinfeld and he was also in was he in Rent a Kid is that what I know him from uh, you were right you are right he was in Rent a Kid uh, he was also what, I gotta in, know what happens in Rent a Kid all right because it so, sounds bad it sounds ima- real bad imagine you were this an affluent episode. couple you were an affluent couple. And you don't have children, but you're like, what if we wanted to have kids? But, mm-hmm. you know, it is a big commitment. So, in walks, I don't know, a Leslie Nielsen type. If I he had to. No, Leslie Nielsen is. Fucking Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> um, <laughs> who has a business that will rent you children. I'm uh, who going are, to watch this who, movie. Who are orphans uh, to see if you want to be a parent. And I believe it's three kids. And in, and in the storyline, they fall in love with their rented kids and don't want to give them back. That is that is what happens. No, they kill. I'm them. adding it to Plex right now. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's like Matt McCoy, 
Leslie Nielsen and I, oh, Christopher Lloyd is in the movie too. Oh, this has got to be a good one. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. It's, it's a movie that has been in my brain for <laughs> 25 years and I don't oh, know Oh, it's why. a TV movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a Disney movie. Well, don't, you know, don't discredit it for that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the one that brought it up. <laughs> I think Mark just deleted it from the Plex server for that. <laughs> TV movie. Oh, never Fuck mind. That. Jerk 2. <laughs> Listen, I got Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. TV movies on there. I think I'm going to... Yeah, well, you can maybe uh, take those off. After watching like 250 episodes of Murder, She Wrote, whenever that was, I really had... I didn't have the energy to finish those movies like i felt that <laughs> i did everything i needed to with that like so sorry mark that i got My you to download done <laughs> yeah i couldn't really commit to that that and like tech war i really couldn't get to the movies um that was a little hard speaking of william shatner uh like we did <laughs> earlier but all right so since we're, we're now at like over an hour long uh did anyone else have a topic no <laughs> okay <laughs> Mark, did you have a topic? No, you just texted me a link, so I didn't even know what I was joining. So you think I came prepared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually an AA meeting. Uh, well, have one, have one in your back pocket next time when we yeah. bat signal you to come on the show, like <laughs> right away. Just well, yeah. I had the one factoid about Matthew Perry, and I screwed it up, and I said it was the wrong Morrison. So I had, yeah, you know, my one contribution today <laughs> couldn't have been more wrong. Mm, okay, well, Vic, why do you think that uh, Will was in New York? Not uh, the real answer. The the well, speculative. I, I couldn't possibly give the real answer. I don't know I the real no answer. Fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny. I he uh, tweeted some like video of somebody like interrupting some like. I don't know politicians address or whatever, and in my brain I was like, did he go all the way up to New York to just like, be a part of this like one little you know uh, meeting of some random politician who I don't even know what it is, so he could interrupt and like get a video to tweet online. And then I realized it was Maybe. somebody. It was not what was going on at all. But I guess I wouldn't put him past put it past him to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anyone have any, like, just words of wisdom that we can close this episode off with? Don't no. expect to get an instruction booklet in your Nintendo Switch. They, oh, I guess that would probably be online at this point, though, right? You, you would think, right? Like a Nintendo Switch.com slash instruction booklet? But my only Switch... Uh, I guess technical support would be sometimes if the battery is dead, when you put it in the dock, it takes a second for your TV to respond and actually put it on the screen. So sometimes you're like, what's going on? It's just because it's dead and it takes you know, a few minutes. That's my oh, only... Right on. Sometimes I'm like, why is it not I on? I think that might have not... been what the original problem was. Now I'm like, yeah. so everything's set up and it's on, but I bought him... I, so he has Minecraft for it, mm -hmm. and I bought him a downloadable content thing. And so it's like, sign into your Nintendo account to buy this thing. I was like, okay, I did that. And it was like, you have now purchased it. I was like, okay, cool. And it was like, now sign into your Microsoft account. I'm like, why? Now that I've already bought it. So I go to sign in and it's like, that's not your password. I'm like, what about this? And it's like, that is your password. But you failed before, so now you have to verify. So we'll <laughs> send you a code. And they don't send the code. Because <laughs> they're sending thing. it to your other Microsoft account. <laughs> 
So yeah. I've checked. Yeah. Well, they didn't send the code. I checked all of my shit. <laughs> well, um, it's Sunday. They're probably at church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all for joining. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this episode. This is a lot of fun. I'm going to go watch Renekid now. Fuck oh, yeah. And, uh, I, I, I already added it on there right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you are all going to be so disappointed when you watch it. <laughs> we love well, mid-90s terrible movies. I don't know. That's us. If, I, if I'm hoping to be disappointed, then it would be Probably impossible. Then, yeah. It's impossible well, to be disappointed. Vic, though. can you potentially have intro music with Zach saying you're all going to be disappointed, looping <laughs> for a few seconds, and then it fade into this episode? I'll see what I can do. And then maybe end it in the same way. But, you know, outside of that, I don't know. What what do we say? Uh, ding? Ding. No, well, no, no. Okay, in honor of okay, Chandler, right, in so. honor of Matthew Perry, we should all say Bing. Bing. Okay. Bing. 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 Okay. You've said Jeff Dunham seven times. We haven't said anything else except his name. Just been yeah, Jeff we've conjured him. Yeah, we're about uh, to candy man his ass. Uh-huh. Uh, just let me know when you're ready, Vic. I'll jump back into Jeff Dunham.